Welcome to Neo420 Talks, the podcast talking all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff. Check us out at www. Oh yeah. Come on with it. Here it goes. Ready? Oh yeah. Welcome to Neo420.com. We're deep in the Pacific Northwest at the satellite studio of Neo420. Check us out at Neo420.com where you can get the top cannabis and hemp related news pulled all onto one site for your viewing education pleasure. And that is Neo420 News. We have 50 plus articles constantly up on Neo420 News to educate you about the ever evolving world within the cannabis and hemp industry. We also have a beautiful showcase of spectacular looking flower at Neo420 Garden. All credit is given to growers within those posts. So go out there and show them some love. We here at Neo420 Talks are continuing to spread the truth against the lies. Providing you with great content within the hemp and cannabis space as well as some insight on some other things that we think are important for us as a society, as far as humanity. We need to pay attention to the truth outside of the Mockingbird Media lies. You can go within shop. You can go and support us at Neo420 Shop. That's where we have several great hemp-derived products that you can go in and support us at. And then we have a great partner at Neo Hemp Company, where you can go over to NeoHempCompany.com, check out their products, purchase those products, as those also support the continued evolution of this independent free press journalism that we offer here at Neo420. Thank you again for checking us out. Today we are going to focus on a couple of really good information topics that are really, really surprising. Um, Just whenever I read this, it's going to blow your mind because I'm still like picking my jaw off the ground at these type of numbers. So let's start it out with some cannabis related news. Colorado sales blow past 200 million in July. (laughs) Yes, yes, just in July. The month of July saw the greatest amount of cannabis sales in the state of Colorado. It was actually a record. So let me check, bring you this uh, article that is up on Neo420 News, originally published by 420 Intel. Title of the article, Colorado Marijuana Sales Blow Past $200 million in July. This was published yesterday, September 17th. So we go to the article, Colorado Cannabis Sales Set a Record Yet Again in July, eclipsing $200 million in a single month for the first time. 
Dispensary sold $183,106. I'm sorry, $183,106,003 in recreational marijuana and $43,268,565 in medical marijuana in July for a combined $226,374,568 in revenue, according to data from the Colorado Department of Revenue. That's up 13.8% from June. Another record-setting month when the industry raked in nearly $199 million. So far in 2020, consumers have purchased more than $1.2 billion worth of cannabis products and the state has collected $203 million in taxes. I've got to give the state of Colorado and its residents a major clap of appreciation because that is how it's done. So impressed. Colorado cannabis industry is poised to shatter 2019 record of a $1.75 billion in annual sales, especially since August is typically the state's highest grossing month. Those figures are due out in early October. Marijuana sales have soared to new heights since spring despite the coronavirus pandemic. Dispensaries were allowed to remain open during Colorado State stay-at-home order, which forced them to adopt a new buying habits such as online ordering. In August, a, contact, a contactless weed vending machine debuted in Pueblo. An early freeze and snow in September may have jeopardized millions of dollars worth of marijuana grown outdoors and slated for harvest in October. That may also affect flower and extract prices this fall. And I'm sure it will, people. So go out there and buy as much as you can in the state of Colorado right now before those sales tick up after the loss of revenue has been done. That just blew my mind. I mean, I literally cannot get over like what that is really saying about the industry at large. <clears throat> but Colorado, I still am blown away by how much the industry continues to evolve there after the years of development. And I compare that directly to California, which they are just in a damn, I don't even know what's going on there, really. I don't know if it's the black market controlling the state or what it is, but they are having so much problem in developing their recreational program and uh, it's just kind of all over the board right now. It's just, I don't know, I don't really know what's going on. It's, it's very confusing, needless to say. Um, but yeah, that, that was some mind-boggling information. Uh, as we've talked about in the past, another great article from Neo420 News that I want to bring to your attention, titled, Endocannabinoid Discovery Timeline. 25 Years of Groundbreaking Research and Anecdoted History. This outline in the uh, is just really unbelievable. But let me to hit the highlights and just tell you to go to www.neo420.com backslash news. Go over to this article again titled Endocannabinoid Discovery Timeline. So on this uh, timeline chart, it shows in 1988, the CB1 receptor was identified. 
1992, ananamide is discovered. 1993, CB2 receptor. 1995, 2AG. 1997, FAAH and MAGL. 1999, TRP ion channels. 2001, retrograde signaling discovered. 2004, clinical endocannabinoid deficiency is identified. 2005, PPARS, which is the nuclear receptors, are identified. 2009, fatty acid binding proteins are identified. 2012, mitochondria. 2013, the endocannabidone. Unbelievable, right? I mean... And go in and read about every one of those that I just detailed in this fantastic article. I mean, it's it's a great article to read to get caught up on the endocannabinoid system. Because believe it or not, if you go back in previous interviews, you will hear that I have interviewed medical professionals and they say that they were never taught about the endocannabinoid system in medical school. Right? It's kind of crazy. But we are all learning this at the same time. Very exciting time. Very exciting what is going on. So I just want to you know, encourage you to go to Neo420 News and get caught up on all of these great articles. The headline article is still up there because I think it is so important. Cancer and Cannabis. A weekly article number one, new law enforcement challenges. Is it marijuana or hemp? Article number two uh, on this weekly top three, legislation may mean more cannabis and less alcohol in colleges. What do you think about that, parents? Check out, read that article. Give us some feedback. And the number three of the top three articles is medical marijuana okay at K-12 through schools in California after Gavin, Governor Newsom signs new law. Again, parents. What do you think about that? And then we've got three columns filled top to bottom with great articles. Let me just hit on a couple of new ones. The DOJ, Corrupt Government, Cannabis, and uh, A Patient's Guide to Using Cannabis for Cancer. Mississippi State Leaders Urge Voters to Consider Marijuana Proposals Carefully. Uh, cannabis Update. Uh, Quarter number two, th 2020 in review. Uh, hemp industry moving forward. Cannabis tourism could help cities struggling due to COVID. Uh, U.S. House approvals federal protections for state legal cannabis business. Maine expects adult use sales to launch this year. We can review. Uh, Michigan's 2020 adult use cannabis sales surpassed 200 million. Uh, more, more articles. Australia, coronavirus, buy local trend, dividing demand, driving demand for Australian grown medicinal cannabis, medical marijuana, cannabis history, uh, hemp for homeless, Oregon senators ask feds to delay 2018 interim final hemp rule, FDA reissues post on recall of lead contaminated CBD oil from Florida manufacturer. Switzerland refunds $36 million in taxis levied on low THC cannabis growers. Cannabis approval ratings are only increasing in North America again. 
Marijuana use while pregnant boosts risk of children's sleep problems. Legal marijuana may be slowing reductions in teen use. Cannabis meets the twilight zone. Nicotine for cannabis withdrawal symptoms. It's all in here, and I've only covered probably 12 right then of at least 50-plus articles that are out here. So go out and check us out at Neo420 News. That's www.neo420.com backslash news. In order for us to continue this, we ask that you go to the donate button at the top of the uh, header in the website. Donate what you can. If you can donate $10, that is so appreciated. You can go into that, donate. We get the full amount of $10 as it is a donation, so none of the processors take any of the money. So thank you for your contribution to this free press, independent journalist organization that we have here at Neo420.com. So let's get into some other news that I wanted to talk to you about, as there has been some very timely information coming out that I wanted to read to you. And, you know, this comes from, this specific uh, information comes from U.S. Congressman Doug Collins, uh, representing Georgia's 9th District. Uh, As you know, and it probably gives it away from my accent, I am born and raised a country boy from Georgia. Came out here in 2015 after horrific injury So I am a medical migrant that traveled out to where I could gain equal access. And that is what we here at Neo420 are all about, is getting equal access to everyone in the country that has a medicinal need for the plant. Because there's no reason that others have to do what I had to do, and that's leave my family, friends, and loved ones back in Georgia to gain access, equal access to the plant in order to recover from a traumatic brain injury, to which... Me telling you that and you hearing all that I could talk about in detail for you in the 75 plus episodes of Neo 420 Talks podcast, you would never think that that had happened, but I've got the scar to prove it. And if you go back, I'm going to put out some uh, story about that one day very soon. So thanks to all of you that's contacted us and recommended I do that. Many of our listeners have reached out to me and said, hey, Paul, we're really interested in hearing what your story is about. And yes, this is Paul. My, my, my name is Paul, but I go by PC, as that's my first name, middle initial. I lowercase the C, because in reality, what the name that I go by in alias as your host here at Neo420 Talks is peace. Because we need more peace in the world. We need more peace as an individual so we don't be stressed down all the time. We need more peace as a society so we can start getting along. And we need more peace as brothers and sisters of God as that's what was always meant to happen. And, you know, right now in this this racial upheaval and division, I have to remind everybody right now, I grew up outside of Atlanta. I was able to visit the King Museum several times. And let me remind you what Dr. King said. He said that he looks forward to the day whenever a person will be judged on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. So everybody that's out there burning and destroying and looting and acting like criminals, to which I'm never going to give you the term of anything other than a criminal at this point. 
you are slapping Dr. King right in the face and spitting on his grave by acting like a bunch of immature, emotionally derived criminals. And you make me sick because somebody like Dr. King changed the world by peacefully protesting, by bringing out real information and by joining hands in solidarity with every race, every creed, every gender, female or male. And it made sense because look at the changes that we have came through. All these people that talk about what we are not, focus on what we are. And what we are is the freest country on the planet. If you don't like it, go somewhere else and find out for yourself. But quit trying to tell everybody that they need to be sorry for what happened a hundred years ago. If you can't get out of the past, then you are in my past. Because I can never try to answer or try to validate something that I had no part of. All I can do is look forward to the future and bond and hold hands with other human beings that are doing the same thing. So, U.S. Congressman Doug Collins, representative of Georgia's 9th District, sent out in his newsletter, Dear Friends, History was made at the White House this week as President Trump stood alongside leaders from Israel, the United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain and signed two historic peace agreements, which will normalize diplomatic relations between Israel and the two Arab nations. This is huge. Everybody wants to talk junk about President Trump dividing and doing all of this. If you are hearing division and what President Donald Trump is saying then it's your own problem because the man, the president, is not dividing this country. He is speaking truth against the lies and the manipulation of the mockingbird media, and I applaud him for that. Thanks to President Trump's bold leadership, the Middle East is moving toward becoming a region where people of all faiths and backgrounds can live together in peace. Do you understand that? That's what this man this president that has been elected by the, the people is working towards. But let the mockingbird media tell you, oh, he's dividing us all. He's a bigot. He's a whatever. He's whatever. Nonsense. Nonsense. Get that junk out of your head and don't bring it to me because I know better. I know the truth. And as I always tell you, when you know the truth, the truth will make you free. These people that are caught up with this emotional baggage and this emotional lies, they are lied to and they continue that lie by emotionally getting engaged and believing it and then trying to perpetrate it to other people. That's not what you need to do. But what I wanted to present to you as well in this newsletter by Congressman Doug Collins is getting to the bottom of the Mueller team's wiped iPhones. Mueller was the head of the FBI, and then he was held as special counsel during the investigation of the fake impeachment that these cabal of deep state individuals that are all criminals are trying to hold against President Trump because President Trump is not a politician. He's not corrupted by all of this corrupt games that these politicians play. He is a businessman, and he is tearing down these corrupt avenues that they've all went through. But when Robert Mueller was assigned as a special counsel to investigate him, oddly enough, every one of the people that was on that investigative team wiped their phones completely clean. 
They were hiding stuff. They were hiding all of the text messages and emails and photos and all the stuff that they were doing with with spying on President Trump during his campaign and thereafter. Let me read this part, though. Last week, the Department of Justice released new documents showing several members of the special counsel Robert Mueller's team wiped the entirety of data on their government-issued iPhones shortly before the iPhones were scheduled to be turned in. While Mueller's team claims many of the iPhones were wiped quote, on accident, end quote, due to a future that automatically destroys an iPhone's data after the wrong password is entered consecutively a certain number of times, I find it hard to believe the attorneys chosen to investigate the President of the United States, arguably the Democrats, quote, best and brightest, end quote, lawyers, could manage to accidentally spend hours entering an incorrect password into a phone they had used for over a year. Do you, sound, do you understand how ridiculous that sounds? These people that are educated people tell you that they accidentally destroyed the data from the iPhone. You know what this reminds me of? Is corrupt Killary doing the same thing to her server that she had sent out 30,000 plus emails from that had confidential information into it. Who is she sending all that information to? These are so similar of acts that never happen in government, but they're happening with these Democrats and these corrupt people in the bureaucracy. Do you understand what I'm saying? And people, to educate you, the bureaucracy is the people that have been in government for a long period of time, and they are not going to be taken out of government unless they are shackled. Because being a federal employee, it's very difficult to fire them. It's very dis difficult to replace them. It's almost impossible to get rid of them because they're a federal employee. And that's the reason that they're so brazen in doing all the corruption that they are is because they know that they're under the federal protection of employment. And in, back to this, uh, into this newsletter, in an effort to get to the bottom of this, uh, Congressman Doug Collins wrote a letter to Apple this week requesting information regarding the iPhone features that wipe phone data after a certain number of failed password attempts. However, if my instinct is correct, that these individuals intentionally subverted potential efforts to investigate their actions during the Miller investigation, it leads us to wonder what evidence was so damning that they felt the need to destroy it. <laughs> That's a great question. That is a great question. It's time to get to the whole truth, though. As you may know, the special after special counsel Robert Mueller's report was released to the public, proving there was no evidence that President Trump campaign colluded with Russia during the 2016 election. U.S. Attorney John Durham was appointed to investigate the origins of the FBI's investigation of the Trump campaign and any criminal interference that may have played a part in the probe. The Obama administration's illegal spying on Donald Trump and the Trump campaign for purely political purposes should scare every American, which is why I am encouraged. Don, uh, John, why, which is I, which is why I'm encouraged. John Durham is investigating these abuses to ensure this egregious abuse of power never happens again. Unfortunately, some have argued Attorney General Barr to wait to release the findings of the important investigation until after the election. That's not 
cool. You can't. That's playing politics. To encounter that dangerous idea last month, my colleagues and I sent a letter to Attorney General Bill Barr urging the Department of Justice to release John Durham's findings shortly after completion of the investigation to make these findings available to the American people in a timely and expeditious manner. The American people deserve answers, and the Durham report is too important to be dictated by an election schedule. So true. Standing for the rule of law. For months, Antifa and left-wing anarchist groups had stoked violence across the country by organizing armed riots, destroying property, burning buildings, and stealing American livelihoods. As an ongoing violence continues to threaten the rule of law in cities across America, it has become abundantly clear that these coordinated attacks were well-funded and supported by a national network of left-wing activists committed to spreading anarchy and subverting the American way of life. It's time to get to the bottom who is funding this violence, which is why I've joined my colleagues in urging the Department of Justice to investigate and prosecute responsible uh, for organizing and funding the riots, which wreaks havoc on the streets. This is huge that this representative is coming out and stating this, so I applaud him for doing it. I thank God for people that are standing for America. People, you need to go back and investigate the actual rules and the actual things that have occurred over the last uh, that is a, that have occurred over the last months. Because the Mockingbird media is framing it to you as the American people as if it's peaceful protest. The, the Democratics like Pelosi has been framing it that way. Now they are finally coming out and saying, oh, they're not protests, they're riots. It's too late. It's too late. As a leader, you are supposed to recognize these things as they are happening in real time and make a decision how to stop them. Not pacify yourself or the people by hamstringing them. So we need all of those people investigated. We need all of them. We're talking about Pelosi. We're talking about Chuck Schumer. We're talking about um, the, the mayor of New York. We're talking about the mayor of Portland, Oregon, Ted Wheeler, the governor of Oregon, Kate Brown. We're talking about Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, which tried to place a $380 million order to China for PPE, which is totally against the whole rules that were set up for PPE because it was supposed to be sourced from domestic sources, not the corrupt, infested, virus-laden Chinese. So I love America. I know you love America. So patriots stand up, continue to unify as united we stand. For all of those who do, I appreciate you and salute you. Go to www.neo420 right now. Later.